Not Warner. No, Warner Brothers. The other guys. Hanna-Barbera, who you hate, Jim. I hate Hanna-Barbera. I feel like I'm like one of their worst characters this week on the show. I don't know why. I just keep being like, oh, see you later, guys. Being, oh, here we go. Being uh, the worst Hanna-Barbera character is like being the most racist <laughs> Aryan Nation member. <laughs> Knowledge I'm gonna have forever. Now. Why are you chopping down trees? Fully I'm, formed. I'm playing uh, Don't Starve, and you have some serious static shit coming through. Oh, really? Yeah. What's it like? Like it's a hiss. Like maybe your gain is up too high, or. Gains? It sounds like someone's taking a shower behind you. Gain. G A I N. Audio gain. Oh, I know, but I don't have a gain button. Yeah, you you kind of do it. You'd have I never to, rubbed it or knobbed it or no. Or you'd have to it. adjust the settings in uh, Windows, but there's yeah, there's something Computers. not right there. Sorry, uh, I guess I'll hang up and restart and call back. I don't know. Oh, what do you guys think? Is Jim even there? It sounded like someone was eating potato chips in the background. Then there just now. Jim was here. I'm Jim? here. I'm just disgusted. <laughs> with what? We'll work with it. It's fine. It'll be... I can't I can't be bothered. I can't oh. be bothered to mess oh, around oh. today. Really? Especially with you, Jonathan. Yes? Why? You know why. No, I you don't. You know what you've done. No, I don't. It's, this probably isn't the right place to bring it up, but I... I'm livid. What? What I, I am furious, Jonathan. I'm sorry in advance. That's, that hissing went down just then, whatever it was you did. But what hasn't gone down is my blood pressure when I think about you, Jonathan. What? And what you... you oh, he I is going to be furious when he finds out. Who? You know who. No, I don't. You potentially have compromised this entire podcast and our livelihoods, all three of us. Well, well how did I do? I, I haven't done much lately. You I... stole fizzy lifting drink, Jonathan. You have ruined us. <laughs> I wish. If, I've always... if Wonka finds out what you... Oh my fucking Christ! We had a sponsorship deal for Portoid. I put my house up as collateral, and yours, Jonathan. If he finds out you stole his living drink, he is going to have our guts for garters. Does that mean wear our intestines for, like, sexy underwear? Yes. I've never heard that expression. He will have your lower intestine wrapped around his silky, smooth-shaven thigh and parade around saying, oopity-doo. That is weird. We're not as weird as you. Steen, we turn our back on you for two seconds while Conrad and I talk about spreadsheets and charts. And you just guzzle it down and lift up in, near a big fan and then fall back down again by doing dirty burps all on his walls. If, if he smells that, if he just... Oh, it smells like fucking burps in here. It smells like fucking Jonathan Holmes's fucking burps. Ugh. 
Then well. he's going to trace it back to you, then us, and we are all sunk. You have ruined us. What? We were going to we were going to win the whole factory. Oh. It was ours. We were going to rename it Podtoid's Chocolate Factory. We we're going to have you poo in chocolate bars and people would eat your poo all up nice. Yum yum. Kids were looking forward to that. It's every boy's dream. They want Johnny's cocoa. It's not not true. That you had to steal the fizzy lifting drink. I didn't steal it. You, you mong. Mong? Yes, you. Who's mong? You. I am mong? Mong the burpulous. (laughs) Like Ming the merciless. That was it, yeah. Mm, I didn't do it. (laughs) I'm upset. About the accusation. All right, well, I'll believe you then, because you said it's so good. Yeah, I'm clean. Yeah. Here. That's how they should do trials in the court of law. So long as the, the denial sounds good, let them off. <laughs> that sounds reasonable. It. That sounds, yeah. yeah. Did you steal this car or not? Didn't do it! <laughs> All right. All right, that fair fair do. You, you, you sound convinced. And you'd know. So. Yeah, because you were there. Yeah, well, I weren't there. Exactly. I, I am a humble barrister. I was not there. Uh, I've just got my funny white wig on. I don't know. So just take it as, as, as evidence in, in the court. That's us fixing the legal system of America. Um, welcome to Podsoid, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your very tired host, um, even more so than last week. I do apologize if I just start spouting bollocks, um, as I don't really be that different from an average episode. (laughs) No, that's what we want. That's great. Every episode, we talk about physics like Bill Nye, the science man. Is he still alive? Yep. That's good. And still awesome. Is he still doing science? Uh, I he speaks he does like public speaking engagements and outreach and charity stuff. He's That's still great. still around. But Mr. Wizard is dead. Mr. Wizard is dead. That's too bad. He was the original Fred, Bill Nye. Fred was something was his yeah. name. Fred Savage. Yes, mm-hmm. it was. Yes, yes, Fred Savage. That's correct. <laughs> They're making a sequel to Boy Meets World. Speaking of Fred Savage. That's a horrible crime, and I don't think that was Fred Savage. Well, it was, it was in a ben, way. wasn't Savage. it? Yeah, it was his brother. Yeah. Similar. Fred Savage got awesome as, as the years went on. Like, he was pretty cool in the Wonder Years. I was a fan of that, but, like, him directing Always Sunny in Philadelphia mm. just pretty much makes him one of the greatest human beings alive. Had a great role in that, the film, the name of which I forget. Um, based on the the Warren Ellis book. Oh, really? Uh huh. Warren Ellis, have I got the right guy there? Did American Psycho? No, that's uh, oh. Brett Easton Ellis. Brett Easton Ellis. Warren Ellis is um, Watchmen. He's the comic Watchmen book. comics. Yeah, I always get them their names the wrong oh. way round. No, not no. He wasn't. He wasn't Watchmen. That's uh, someone else. No, Warren Ellis. He does uh, Doctor Sleepless, Transmetropolitan. Ah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you talked about yeah. them before. All right. right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I always mix their names up, but no, the Brett Easton Ellis. Well, there's a, there's like a lot of Warrens and a lot of Ellis's out there. Just the names are easy to mix up. Mm. Anyway, yeah, Brett Easton Ellis, terrible writer. What a hack. <laughs> Whoa. I really mean. don't care for him. Well, it, like I read um, Less Than Zero, 
and I thought, wow, that's a pretty good book. And then I read Glamorama, and I was like, wow, this is pretty much the same book. And then I read American Psycho, and I was like, okay, he's going in a direction, but it's pretty much the same book. I mean, it's really just sort of about alienation growing up in the 80s, his entire career. And then later, he does like, uh, what was it, um, Lunar Park? Is that was that the one? I think that's the oh, one. Okay. And that's like being middle-aged and reflecting on how miserable your experience was growing up in the 80s and how it made you a consumer <laughs> asshole. I mean, it's... <laughs> it's the same fucking story. Didn't All his do, characters uh, are Patrick Bateman. But didn't he write Alf? That, that cannot possibly be right. I think so. No, because he would have been like... 18, 19, 20. Yeah. Alf. I thought the, the, someone wrote Alf. and then Well, yes, yeah, some poor bastard wrote Alf, but I don't think it was ready. <laughs> Not create Alf, but he showed up and was like, write an Alf today, and he wrote it and then did some heroin and thought about killing himself. Someone did that. We're not talking about the, well, that, that the hairy the entire, alien, are we? The entire oh, writing Alf, yeah. of Alf. <laughs> we are talking about the, the hairy the alien. The hairy alien. Gordon Shumway. Okay. Cat-eating extraterrestrial. From Melmac. From Melmac. He wasn't that big in the UK. When I was a child, he was around. I knew of him. At least so. There was no excuse for him getting that big here. <laughs> his, uh. His he had a presence, but, but he was no Jake the Snake Roberts. Was he big in the UK? Yeah. Oh, that's good. He also uh, does drugs and things oh, like that. Oh, he does so many drugs. Yeah, he does the drugs, all of them. Yeah. Yeah, poor Jake. Too many, if you ask me. I think he's had one too many drugs. Jake Snake Roberts. If you're not yeah. going to listen to anyone else, listen to me. It's time to put a stop up to it. <laughs> Please. He always befuddled me because he doesn't look strong. You do that in him befuddle you. I've been trying to befuddle you for months. And you're like, oh no, no, I'm tired. <laughs> Uh, not that's not what I mean by that. I'd look at a snake, the Jake Roberts, and think you are long, but you are not strong, <laughs> and you are not down to beat up any huge man. How are you beating up a huge man? You know he'd fight uh, Ultimate Warrior with muscles on him. And then Flabby Jake the Snake would just come out with a snake and have long arms and be like, "Wish me luck," and then win. That's because he can't feel pain because he's so hopped up on the goofballs. Yeah. And he is, he is wily. Mm. He is wily. That is why he has a snake in his bag. That is pretty tricky. <laughs> no one would see that coming either with a name like Jake <laughs> no. Snake Roberts. Especially I... with him doing it every week. Every week it's a surprise. What is Jake the Snake Roberts doing with a snake? He did that last week. I didn't think he'd do it again. That's, that's the, the kind of thing just... you do once. You pull a snake out of a bag once. That's where he tripped them up. Because every week they thought, well, he's not going to do it again, is he? He already did it. He's done it three times now. If he does it again, it's just going to be over. Holy fuck, it's a snake. Get, get out of the ring, Ultimate Warrior. It's a snake. He'll bite you on the leg. He put the snake on a man who was knocked out. He would just place a snake on him and see, say, there it is. His snake is on him. Yeah. And then everyone would just stare. Be like, he really did it, guys. <laughs> and the well, ref, too, would just be like, oh, I don't know. There's a snake on him. Should I, should, I, should I call someone? Should I do something? What do I do? 
Yeah, exactly. But can you imagine later when that wrestler wakes up and he watches back the video of the match and just sees that a snake was put? Can you imagine Mr. Perfect just sat there just, Ah, Mr. Perfect! Ah, I got beat up, but I'm okay. I still got my dignity. It's a snake on me! Furious. He will be furious. Not to mention surprise. Just startled. Once again. It's like, I, I knew he took the snake out the back. I didn't think he was going to put it on, on a man. <laughs> he's a, he's a, just a monster. Yeah. yeah. Irredeemable. That's probably why he does the drugs, is to forget what a, what a thing well, he was. Would you be able to live with yourself? Not at all. If I was a snake-putting man. Oh dear, Jake the Snake. You, you cad. Oh, wrestling used to be fun like that. It's getting a little better lately. There's, oh, yeah. Uh, there's a, that, some good wrestlers, that yeah? Reference, all that talk about old 80s, 90s WWF will have gone well over the heads of our audience, who I'm assuming are all 10 years old. <laughs> They're getting into it, though. I see a lot of people talking about how they, they want 80s and 90s wrestling back, the YouTube videos of uh, Gold Dust getting a lot of views. I was watching one the other day of Gold Dust sexually harassing a mannequin dressed like Rowdy Roddy Piper <laughs> three minutes. Gold Dust's amazing. Yeah, Gold Dust is He was of one of my favorites. Yeah, me too. Uh, but it's getting a lot of views. I have, a, I have a feeling that there's an audience for that again. Maybe not on TV. Maybe you know like what, Jonathan? Series. Yes? I think there is an audience for that. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, who? Imagine, are you... imagine this, if you yeah. will, right? Yeah, right. The yeah. WBFF. The no, world. I said that wrong. Okay. The WBWF. That works. Okay. Right. Hear me out. Sure. The world's Boston Wrestling Federation. <laughs> it's the world and Boston. Well, Boston, Boston is, is the world. I mean, who are we kidding? It's the center of my universe, to be honest. Never it's been. Not, love to go. It's not good. <laughs> it's not what do you mean form. it's not good after all the renovation we've done to it? it, it is, we are turning it into a fucking utopia. Dude, Mayor Hasselhoff has me on speed dial. The the mayor of do you know about the mayor of Boston? It's not David Hasselhoff. It's Mayor Hasselhoff. I don't know if it's the David Hasselhoff because I never see him. He says uh, he speaks mysterious on the phone. I've got another job for you. I need you to do wrestling for a minute in the middle of the town. <laughs> I think he's evil. He seems pretty cool to me. Uh, the the real mayor we have is named Menino. <laughs> yeah. Finding Nemo. Finding Menino. Yeah, he's in a hospital a lot. There's like, <laughs> recently did an interview with him um, where they asked him, well, well, couldn't you just be the mayor from a hospital bed? You're, you're in here all the time. So why don't you just be a mayor while dying? The bedridden like, mayor of Boston. Yeah, yeah, I'm not kidding. And he's like, well, he's got this really weird speech in town. He's like, well, I could be the mayor from a uh, hospital bed. But uh, I love to be with the people, so I will either get out of the bed or I will resign for mayor. But I think I'm going to get out of the bed. He's Elmer Fudd. Yeah, he is. I'm not kidding. Look him up after the show. 
Mar- uh, they call him Marble Mouth Menino, and yet he's been elected, le- elected like nine times. Why wouldn't you elect Elmer Fudd for mayor? Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Well, I, you know, you know that the laws regarding hunting licenses are going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Every day is rabbit season. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so Mayor Fudd, um, I've been speaking with him for a while, old Marble Mouth Fudd. Um, about wrestling, because he thinks that West Wing's gonna be very big. So, <laughs> so I've set up the World Boston Wrestling Federation. Okay, now, do you want to know what the roster is, Jonathan? The wrestling roster. Uh, yeah, yeah, I do. I, okay. I yeah. First Once of all, again, your first mistake. <laughs> I mean, I should know. Knowledge is power. Tell me about it. Knowledge is power. (laughs) There are some things man was not meant to know. So anyway, first of all, our main card, our our baby face, that's wrestling term for the good one, Mm. right? This is our The Rock. This is our The John Cena. This is our The Hogan Man, right? Handsome Holmes. (laughs) Not handsome. Old ladies tell me I'm handsome sometimes because they think maybe they have a chance with me because I'm so... Because they have taste. No, they're just like, well, I can't get a good-looking guy because I'm, you know, <laughs> 72, but I want something. It's wrestling. Hey, handsome, get over here. It's wrestling, huh? Jonathan. It's the art of the masquerade. You'll come out in a red red swimming trunks, right, with <laughs> with, with crotch written on the front. So that they know it is handsome. Uh, a mesh tank top, I'm thinking. That's a good wrestling attire. Mm-hmm. Aer- aerodynamic. The meshing is less wind resistance. Really allows you to spring off the uh, ropes in the squared circle. That's wrestling talk for wrestling ring. Um, blonde mullet wig. And, that's a and, classic. Yeah. yeah. And, and a big H uh, written on your head for handsome. Uh, I will look my worst. Right? The audience is piled in your front garden. Your... Right? What? It happens at my house? Yeah. That's not good. (laughs) Where else are we gonna have? Do you know what wrestling fans are like? I I actually wrestled in a monster wrestling league for a brief period of time. So you've already got industry history. Good. I have some... A tiny bit, but the the audience was. Everyone said you can't watch this sober. You just can't. So they were all as drunk as possible, yeah. just smashing things, um, puking, mm-hmm. tipping well, I over beers. Don't disagree with that sentiment. I think that's accurate. But Jonathan, here's what you're missing out on. It's not just going to be ordinary wrestling fans that are coming to watch. Ah. Uh. It's going to be members of the local Alcoholics Anonymous that I've invited around, so they're not going to touch a drop of the alcohol that I will have liberally spread around your house. Problem solved. Okay, so we're going to have lots of alcohol for us, just for us three, enough to, you know, feed 20 men. I'll That's invite, a lot of... I'll That's... invite 20 members of Alcoholics Anonymous round, give them something to do, and give back to the community. That's how I pitched it to Mayor Fudd. Um, so, I come out, right? Me, me, and, me and Conrad are basically like Jerry Lawler and Jim Ross. We're the commentators of the wrestling. 
So we come out, right? We're wearing cowboy hats and Stetson boots and T-shirts that say good wrestling on it. <laughs> and we come out and we say, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready to do wrestling? Watch wrestling being done. And everybody says, yes, yes, we do. Do you know there is free alcohol over there? Yes, yes, we do. You can drink it to really help you get in the mood. Jonathan Holmes says you have to watch this drunk. That's what he said, wasn't it, Jonathan? No, I didn't. You can't watch this sober. That's really mean. We have three different types of beer. (laughs) I'll probably do that laughing as I say beer as well. Um, Ladies and gentlemen... Weighing in at some pounds and hailing from Boston, it's Handsome Holmes! Oh, Yeah, and then the pyrotechnics go off. Two fireworks that I've still left over from holidays. We light some fireworks in your apartment. Um, aim them out the window so that they go out of your house overhead, over us in the garden. That'll work. And you come out with your Speedos and your blonde wig and your mesh tank top. And you come out and do it. Duh, duh, duh. And you, you start right, really sort of, you get the microphone and you say, Ladies and gentlemen, I am Handsome Holmes, the best wrestler in the world. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Looking for their, you know, agreement immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Can you please cheer for me? Please. <laughs> I'll give you some alcohol if you cheer for me. And then you just start throwing beers into the crowd. Like like Stone Cold Steve beers? Austin would. Um, he, uh, if he throws beer cans, that can be quite hazardous. <laughs> and knock it's... someone in the head or the eye. By that point, uh, our audience might be too drunk to care. <laughs> That's terrible. And Ladies it's and gentlemen, <laughs> weighing in at some more weight, and also hailing from Boston, it's the bad wrestler, the evil wrestler, the wrestler that's an idiot. <laughs> Sudden change of tone. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please yeah. boo and hassle and throw things at a dog! I knew it. Same theme song? Yes, it's a great tune. The audience will love it. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, a three-legged dog that we stole off a homeless man. <laughs> it's all right. I've given it injections. <laughs> of? Steroids. Human steroids? A little bit. <laughs> I if it if it. I'll be I, honest. I didn't really read the packaging yeah, on the steroids. We, we didn't need to because I got a permanent marker pen and wrote "dog steroids" on the label, so that makes it dog steroids. So I, I just fed the dog a load of that. I kind of shoved it in dog food and gave it to that. So that comes out. It's not been fed after that. About three days. It's very feral. Very feral. It's it's particularly feral. 
Yeah, uh, it's uh, very feral. Isn't that uh, Perry Farrell's cousin? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the homeless man was kind of keeping it in check. Um, plus, it was very tired. Um, but the steroids woke it right up. Plus, I've been giving it some monster energy to drink. Oh, no. That stuff really is bad for dogs. It's caffeine and steroids, or just any sort of. Yeah, it did something to this one. It it looks like a wrestler. Is it big dog? It's sinewy. <laughs> Picturing one of those dogs that doesn't have fur; it has like hair. It's dog like. Yeah. It's. Uh... Oh God, I'm really worried about the dog. I'm picturing a real sick monster dog. It's it's ang- it's angry. Yeah. Um, particularly at me, but also a bit of you, Jonathan, because I've been showing it videos of your face laughing. I just kind of I, I got pictures of your face. <laughs> Put it on a flickering video screen. Shone that at the dog with a recording that I've done cut up of your like bits of your videos so it sounds like you're going ha 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 stupid dog <laughs> stupid dog stupid dog so dog the, dog the bouncy wrestler comes out that's what we're calling it dog the bouncy wrestler comes out and you're just going to wrestle that <laughs> what, how are you doing it right now yeah. does it sound uh, do I it's, sound it's, like it's, I'm wrestling dog yeah that is so weird, guys. I do imagine the dog. Well, that was something brushing up against the microphone specifically. Yeah. I moved it. Now I'm. Um, now it's good. Now it's good. Yeah. Now I know what you're worried about, Jonathan. Will the dog bite you? Yes. Yes, it will. But it doesn't have many teeth. <laughs> Those ones it does have are razor sharp, so it swings and roundabouts. Every cloud's got a silver lining. Chicken egg. Chicken egg. Yeah. Chicken and egg. Yeah. Ah. But Mm. you'll have a steel chair like wrestlers have. So basically, so long as you hit that dog once and get it down and then just keep hitting the three-legged angry feral dog, we'll have a good wrestling show. Uh, it's real bad. I mean, I could beat a dog if I had to, if it had three legs. It'd be more believable than Jake the Snake winning Ultimate Warrior. <sighs> yeah, it will look like I'm really killing a dog in front of a bunch of uh, recovering alcoholics who are Again. all just feeling terrible, terrible, terrible about their relapse and potential loss of their lives. Again. To alcohol while they watch a man <laughs> with the word crotch written on his crotch beating a dog to death with a chair. Yeah, you know, you're right. We should get this on pay-per-view. <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's, uh, people would watch it. There's people, well, well it. you already said there's an audience for it. People want the spirit of 80s and 90s wrestling back. And this is it. We've got the costumes. We've got the music. We got, you we've know, got the animals. Music of the age. We've got the animals. We it's, got it's theatrical. Classic chair beatdown. And then when you win, you get the famous champion's blowjob. What? Oh, it's it's a custom. I don't know if you're aware of this in wrestling circles, um, but I've been a long-term um, mark 
that's wrestling term for a person who knows a lot about wrestling. Um, oh. When the champion wins, uh, after the wrestler has beaten the dog to death with the chair, this happens every WrestleMania. You know, Triple H has done it. The Undertaker's done it. Kane has done it. You know, they come out, they beat the dog to death with a chair. That, well, it doesn't even have to be death if you're worried about that, just so long as it's a, a lump that can't do much. Um, out comes one of the commentators, uh, typically the fattest, most British commentator, um, gets up out of the commentary box, uh, goes into the ring and just pops the little red trunks off and just gives you a little well-done blowjob. Oh, what if the dog wins? Then you have to give the dog a blowjob. <laughs> that's called the that's called the loser's blowjob. Oh. If you lose to a dog, this is I, I apologize to the listeners, we're getting very technical into the art of wrestling. This is something only, you know, smarks like myself. That's that's a wrestling term for someone who knows a lot about wrestling. Um I'm trying to explain it as user-friendly as possible so that you understand. But basically, if a wrestler kills a dog, fat British man gives him a blowjob. If the dog maims a wrestler, the wrestler has to give the dog a blowjob before Jim, I mean, before the commentators phone for an ambulance for him. You know what's pretty hard to do? Give a dog a blowjob while the dog is trying to kill you. Mm. Like yeah, trying yeah. to get around there with your head, like, come on, little little puppy, just be hold still. I'm just biting into your neck and tearing. And that's what it I down. like about you, Holmes, is that you know you have the wisdom and experience <laughs> necessary to know how difficult that is, and that's why I have confidence yeah. in your ability. Plus, on, on, on the, the positive side, if you succeed in giving the dog a blowjob, it'll calm down. I don't know. I, I've never given a dog a blowjob, but I would imagine it's not something they, uh, they use to relax. Dogs get a little bit rambunctious when they're in the uh, sexual... Jonathan, I guarantee you, if, if, if I were attacking you, right, Jonathan, mm -hmm. if you were to pop down and give me a little blowy, I'd simmer right the fuck down. People are using that term blowy. Ugh. Any sort of like cutesy term for oral sex? Not not good. Not not it no. makes me feel like strawberry shortcake and the care bears are like, hey, want a little blowy? Ooh, thank you. It's like, oh no, don't That's mix. unfortunate, Jonathan. Yeah, not into the blowy. That's term. unfortunate because yeah. because after round one of the wrestling event. Uh, mm. You've got to change into your second costume mm. as as the blue blowy boy, <laughs> and then you come out and and g basically give me a blowjob. Basically, that's yeah, it's a it's a that's wrestling... a general gist. <laughs> it, it, I it, mean, there's yeah. some technicalities. You know, there will be certain stroke uh, maneuvers that you'll have to train vigorously for because then this isn't you know we're we're not. Uh, we're not kids here. No. This is some serious shit. We're, we're putting on a show. I mean, but um, are you aware of the Royal Rumble, Jonathan? Uh, is that where like 10 to 20 men get in the mm -hmm. ring? And... All the wrestlers are in the ring together and they all have a fight and knock each other over the ropes. And the last one standing gets a title shot. That's wrestling terms for might win a belt. At WrestleMania, that's wrestling terms for big wrestling show. Okay. Okay. Now... 
you've got to work out which order the wrestlers come out in. Because obviously, the last wrestler to come out will be the least tired and has a better shot at winning the Royal Rumble to get a title shot at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. But how do you determine who comes out last? How do you do that? Random draw? Random draw? Yeah. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> you sound overly passionate about what's a What's the best draw? way to do a random draw, Jonathan? Oh, it's just uh, numbers in a hat? Numbers in a hat. That's a, good, that's a good idea. It's easy to forge numbers in a hat. It's uh. easy for, for one wrestler, like either one of our two wrestlers um, on our roster... Like either home, handsome Holmes or the the blue boy of blowy boy. They're both me. Could cheat to get advantage over the other one. Uh, the balls, the spinning ball game. Like balls, uh, balls. You're oh, getting I like closer. That's yes. I yeah. see where we're going here. Basically, here's what happens. There's a photo of handsome Holmes and the blue blowy boy <laughs> on on a table. Right, you come out, Jonathan. Just put my little, just put my little chungus in your mouth there. No. 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 Ugh. No. 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 I, my eyes are on the photo. So a I'll, scientific process. Yeah, I'll, I'll come yeah. off onto one of the photos. I'll just like turn around, just oh, 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 as I turn around, and my silky arc sort of comes out. And then whichever photo has the most splaff on it is uh, the winner, basically. Who will it be? Handsome Holmes or the boy bluey blow boy? Call your local cable provider to order now. Damn right. And then, of course, we do the Royal Rumble, where you come out and and punch yourself in the face. Yeah, I was going to say, so am I... You come out, right? Yeah. My my pre-cum dribbling out your mouth. You come (laughs) out (laughs) with red pants with crotch written on it, and on your head, blowjob is written. A blue hat, a blue penis hat. Foam penis hat on top of your head so that you are both handsome Holmes and the boy bluey blow boy. And then you just sort of just just punch yourself in the cheek and then throw yourself over the rope. You can really hurt yourself doing that. Well, we'll find out how bad. (sighs) What hits me is just how popular this would be. What hits you will be you. Yeah, well, sure. But people really love to see... A person tortured and or... You won't be tortured. You won't degraded. get hurt so long as you don't trip on the the now very wet dog. <laughs> it would... It, this would get so many views on YouTube. This would beat Gangnam Style. It would get a billion views. <laughs> it would. Yeah. It's, that's that's, that's that, how you these days, guys. You could be the next Gangnam Style. Or the, like the Harlem Shakes or whatever it was. <laughs> It'd be like, hey, guys, you're going to do the Gangnam Style? No, Granddad, that's so old. Hey, do you want to go to the park and do a Harlem Shake? Oh, what century are you from, you old bastard? Well, tell you what, do you want to give a fat British man a blowjob and then have him come on a brown man's face? I'm there. Yeah, that's... A, that's I'm there. Uh... There's, 
there's a, a trending Twitter topic right there for you. Wave of the future. We will be famous on the internet for at least a week. Yeah. People, you know, kids, kids in schoolyards across the globe will be giving each other blowjobs and then spunking on photos of your face, Jonathan. That's really what I want. I want people, yeah, to be honest, I could probably do without the dog, the wrestling, the Alcoholics Anonymous, the Boston, everything, and just get, not even people, just Podtoid fans, uh, to come on photos of you. Uh, Someone will do it now. It's a... It's a brand of user-created pornography called the Come Tributes, Jonathan. And really? Yes, it's it's very popular, and I'd like it for you to ride that you, wave. Why would you want? Why do you want anything to happen to me? What? What, what? It won't happen to you? Just photos of you. That's some. It feels as though someone is thinking about me. Then, in a way that I'd rather they not. But you want them to think about me like that. Well, they don't, don't even... They could, what, they could be looking at whatever they want. Okay. I just, I just want the full whack of the load. Why? To go on a photo of you. Who knows why contributes are popular? Who knows why people who definitely aren't me look at them? <laughs> That's a... Jonathan. So it's, it's a video of an ejaculator... Of a, yeah, a man's penis. Okay. Right? Fully engorged. Uh-huh. Right? With his hairy hand uh, wrapped what? around the shaft. Right? Moving backwards and forwards. Right? And I'm, I'm miming this. You can't see it, but I am miming this. My hand's right down near my uh, sack. Um, just so that you know. I, I need you to know. Uh, moving back and forth. Uh, starting... At a, at a decent brisk pace, getting faster and faster and faster, um, getting the vinegar strokes, that's wrestling term for wanking really fast, uh, and then eventually just, uh, oh, oh, like that, and then just... It farts? On a, on a face. On a face, a uh, picture of a face. Just some juicy man good. Yeah, no. Ah... No, I don't know why anyone would... This isn't even asking you to do anything. You don't I... have to take new photos. There are loads of them on Google Image Search. This is true. People just have to... This is The effort is on everyone else. They've got to search for a good picture they like, <laughs> print it out, put it on a desk, get a camera in a good angle. Um, their penis doesn't have to be in the shot, but I'd like it if it were. And then just just squirt on it. <laughs> is it a is it like an expression of like admitting that you are weird? It's a show of admiration. That's what I was trying to it's, say. It's a show of their appreciation for what you do on Pod Toys, and I'm sick of people not appreciating you enough. Thanks. You get a raw deal. How many people have come on a photograph of you, Jonathan? Nobody. That's not fair. It's just not right. I'm morally offended. We do, <sighs> this show. we do this show, and we don't ask anything in return. 
We don't ask anything. We've talked about Adblock in the past, and I've said, you know, I'd like you to, to whitelist Destructoid or not use Adblock on Destructoid. But if you do, I won't judge you. Mm. But if you're not coming on Jonathan Holmes' face, you're a parasite. You're a, I don't want to use the word thief, but you are stealing content from us. Every podcast we do where a Holmes photo goes unjizzed is technically a crime. Uh, uh, I, uh, oh, sorry, Jonathan. Do you disagree that, that people should be compensated for their work? Ah. Uh. <sighs> and I'm not I, even asking for compensation. I'm asking for compensation. I, it, it, it's hard. Mm. <laughs> I like how you stopped yourself there. Yeah, it's uh, mm. it, it's whatever, whatever. It's okay. Everything's okay now. Just there, there's nothing weird or gross ever. Everything's <laughs> totally normal. Hey, what are you doing over there? Oh, I'm pooing on my mom's head, and then she's going to eat it. That's not weird. That's cool. Do you think cool. we can get people to do that? I don't know. Yes. Uh, yes, we could. If, if you're listening, Potter listeners, and you want to poo on your mother, uh, Jonathan Holmes encourages it. I don't <laughs> encourage it. How are you today, Jonathan? I'm all right. I've had a... <laughs> had 45 a minutes in. <laughs> been a pretty uh stressful day but nothing terrible happened so that's good you know it is yeah 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 day job psychiatric hospital pretty serious problems but uh they didn't get worse and they're not so, yours no but they they feel you know i feel often like i'm an extension of my patients because, uh, you know, I could do other things for well, a job. pull out of them, you dirty boy. No. No, no. <laughs> no, I am. Uh, <laughs> it's not. No, it's not good to joke about having sex with patients. Bad. Unless it is the Joker. Oh. What's that sound? That I'm ain't sorry. me. Mm, I don't know. Sorry. <clears throat> I, who knows, Jonathan? It's a, it's it's a mystery. It is. It is. God, it's warm in this office. It's getting hot again. Yeah, oh, it's, it's, yeah. It, it's a bit unseasonable there. in Portland the entire winter. Like, we didn't get rain except you know on a few days. Normally, there's just like this kind of constant drizzle. Mm. Hardly any rain. It's like sixty three degrees today. Whoa! Yeah, it's almost summer. That's uh, definitely spring. Yeah, it's it, yeah, it's it's spring. You know, it'll get into the eighties here in the the summer, but yeah. Pretty and how the how the video games go? Did the video games happen? You were talking about don't starve, chopping yeah. a tree down. That's uh, what is that? Clay, Clay Entertainment. Yeah, yep. we had Nels Anderson from from them on. Yeah, yeah. Huh. This is the other team at Clay, apparently, ah. do working on this and. Yeah, it's uh, in beta, and if you pre-purchase, you get access to the beta on Steam. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. I am really enjoying it. It's really hard, though. Um, the m- most recent game I've started this time, I've decided to use custom rules and like, reduce... Er, I eliminated one of the enemy types that just is managing to overrun me inexplicably right away. Um 
You know, is it just a pure survival game then? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, you have to create shelter, and there's a day and night cycle. You have to feed yourself, and you have to keep yourself sane. And uh, so at night, monsters you know creep in from the darkness, and you have to keep them outside of your perception by having uh, a fire light source of some kind. Mm. And uh, as your sanity decreases, you start to see them in the daytime and they're just like little shadows in the background it's really unsettling and then all of the monsters seem to just come out of nowhere um you'll be chopping down trees and then all of a sudden one of the trees next to them will transform into a tree person it'll come attack you it's very unforgiving and, and mean and it looks like an edward gory illustration it's pretty well, cool. yeah, I was going to ask about the art direction. I've seen some of the uh, production art and promotional art, but I haven't actually seen the game. Does it look pretty similar to the uh, promotional? Oh, yeah. 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 It's just that, but it moves around. Huh. Because it's cute. It's It's got a hand-drawn um, kind of relatable charm to it. Yeah, I suppose it's cute for, you know, <laughs> a little bit until it... You know, it's 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 a roguelike type thing. Mm. So when you die, you lose all your progress. And you can restart in the same map if you want to, or you can have it randomly generate another one. How do you win? Win? Or just how, so it's a question of when you're going to lose. Yes. Ah. It's how long are you going to last until you lose. I mean, it may, maybe it's possible to sustain yourself indefinitely. I don't, I don't know. It, it certainly seems like it could be, but um, yeah, it's a question of how, you sur- how long you survive. You know, and as you build things, you, you craft items from resources that you collect, and then you know, that opens up new things that you can build and you know, new types of food that you can acquire and uh, weapons and armor and so forth that allow you to survive more effectively and you can build walls and flooring and structure so it's one of those as you play it and learn more about it you get a lot better and you'll survive longer and longer right, my record but, right now is only 12 days though how long's a day in real life um, I think a day takes about 10-15 minutes somewhere in that range Twelve days, not bad then. No, it's a couple hours. It, you know, you know that's probably not. It's probably longer than I think it is. It's probably sure. really like t- five minutes for a day. I'm yeah. just not paying oh, still, attention. That's not Feels bad. like a long time until it starts getting dark, and then you're like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like the kind of game that I think we're going to be seeing a lot more of. That's almost designed to be promoted via let's plays. Like, there's so many games these days that I never expected anyone would care about that they just love watching other people play it. It's the kind of game where it's really unpredictable. Um, it's almost like just watching someone walk around. And because of that, the the way the player or the person doing the Let's Play does the commentary and the, the, the level of randomness and the the surprises that can happen makes it like an exciting watch. It makes you feel like you're you're almost watching a sport. Um, it's the kind of game that people don't necessarily want to buy because you can't win, and it's you know it feels unfair to have it randomized like that. But if somebody does a let's play of it, one of the more popular let's play people, then those games end up selling 
I mean, a lot of people think Minecraft uh, wouldn't have sold half of what it did if it weren't for all the, the Let's Play videos, uh, which are in the millions of views. And I tried watching them, and it's, it's, it's literally worse than sports, which is as bad as it gets for me. But other people love it, just like they love watching a man run with a ball and then get the ball to the side that he wanted or it on. hear someone scream rape at a television for an hour. Oh, yeah, some of the Let's Players do that. Not all of them do. Some of them are not like that. Nope, that's true. There I are think. some decent ones out there. Uh, but none of it is... I don't know, none of it is anything I particularly have a whole lot of interest in watching. I, I think I'm going to start doing some of that. Yeah, I think Because people seem to like it, but... More, I know most of the people who do Let's Plays that are successful that I've talked to don't watch them at all. They'd rather play them and and make them um, i've been looking into a way to do it without trading my dignity yeah that's kind of the, the challenge <laughs> yeah you'd think it would be easy for a guy that just spent 20 minutes talking about cum tributes right. um, but there is a line and you, you got to be careful not to cross that because there's no going back it's once a balancing you're giving that up yeah mm. yeah but that don't starve does sound interesting i might have to check it out you know, I uh, if you the deal on Steam too right now is that if you buy a copy, there's a copy you can give to a friend. Oh, cool! So, yeah, uh -huh. got, did you hear how excited I got about that? Oh, cool! <laughs> <laughs> People like being able to give a gift to someone. They do. I it makes you feel nice. Yeah, it does. I mean, you know, you feel in a way that you're paying tribute to someone. I suppose. Yeah, it makes you well, feel what good better about yourself. What better gift could you give a man, Jonathan, than to tribute him? A lot. You could do something that doesn't make him feel like he might get hurt by you later. <laughs> That's what those... That's the best kind of love. The love that hurts. That's romantic nope. in a way. Brian Adams would agree with me. Uh... Are you going to fly in the face of Brian Adams? <laughs> How he dare said... you, sir? Yeah. I think he you should didn't... come on the face of Brian Adams. I <laughs> and then maybe he'll return the favor. Hey oh I don't want a sexual liaison with Brian Adams. And I want Brian Adams to come on a picture of you, Jonathan. If you're no, listening, you Brian. No, you don't. If you're listening, Brian, please do. <laughs> Brian. Brian. Brian is most likely not listening to the show. Brian oh. might though. He might. There's always a chance. And there's a chance someone knows him. And is yeah. listening to this. So, you know, the message just, could get through. Just let him know. Uh, he might be a fan of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and finding out that we exist canonically in the Buffyverse. Uh, feels compelled to listen so that he can experience the choice that Willow could have made if she had made that choice in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Which she didn't, but she had the opportunity. She had every opportunity and she ignored it. <sighs> Quite frankly. I tell you what, though, speaking of ignoring things, uh -huh. I wish I could ignore Trent Reznor. Oh, God. I really wish I could ignore Trent Reznor. What's Trent Reznor doing? I need your help, Jonathan, for this one. Really? Right? Yeah, I get a text. I get a text late last week. Uh, you know me, Jim. I'm always going to go for the roasted peanuts. <laughs> what does that mean, Jonathan? You know me. As I, I didn't know that about him. It is pretty weird to announce that someone knows you. Who? It's, it's not as though 
I don't intimately know him. Well, he seems to think you you do. He he's telling you how much you know him, which it's implied it's a lot, probably more yeah. than you thought. And well, the thing is, is is you know me, and then he talks into it, goes into a subject and his preferences. That sounds like we're halfway through a conversation. Like I said something like, what kind of peanuts do you prefer, Trent? And then he said, well, you know me, I'm all about the roasted. Uh, that's what he actually followed it up with. He said, you know me, Jim, I'm always going to go for roasted peanuts or whatever it was he said. Then he followed up with a second text that just said, I'm going to go roasted. <laughs> screw it. That's what it was. He said, screw it. I'm going to go roasted. As and if, he used your name, too. It's a weird... Yeah, that's I don't know if he's doing this on purpose, like he's trying to make me go mad where because if it didn't address me by name, I could have thought, well, he sent the wrong text to the wrong guy. He's halfway through a conversation and he's hit me instead of, you know, just reply to the guy. But the fact he used my name indicates he knew who he was talking to. And he also wanted to underscore the the, the intimacy that you're having. Yeah, because I know him. You know me. Yeah. It's you know, roasted peanuts every time. That's his. Apparently, he Trent Reznor's all about the roasted peanuts, uh, and and we were talking about this, and uh, and the the follow up, the screw it, I'm gonna go roasted, and of course it was gone. G O N go roasted. I'm gone go roasted, because he's lazy with his typing. Oh, that is the worst. I know his text speech. Why can't you just use the whole word? It's, Do you think he was apologetic? Like, you know me, Jim. Or is it like, you know, when some people start a sentence with, I'm really sorry, but, and that's their way of saying, I know you're not going to like this, but I like saying it, so I'm going to say it, but I just wanted to let you know, I know you're not going to like it, but here we go. What's the thing? I mean, before I found out I was deathly allergic to nuts, uh, I was a big peanut fan. Loved eating the old peanuts, and I, I like the dry roasted peanuts. Well, they are pretty good. Good fan of dry roasted, so I don't know what he's being apologetic for if he's going that route. Maybe I, he's just trying to torture you. It might be you know, that a remembrance just, of thing you can't have. Just taunting me with his dry roasted peanuts. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Gone, go roasted. Trent Reznor's peanuts taunt. That's what it could be. I wonder if he even ate the peanuts or he just wanted you to think he would. I don't know. I mean... That's the, the problem. Is, you know, I could send him any number of texts back and I won't get anything in reply. I won't get a direct response. You know, it was like that time when he said, I need tungsten. <laughs> he texted me with, I need tungsten. I replied, what for, Trent? And he came back with, lol joke. <laughs> it wasn't, what was the joke there? As if he tricked me or something. Yeah, tungsten. Tungsten, that's a sort of flame? What is a tungsten, exactly? It's like a metal, isn't it? It's like a kind yeah, of I material, so. yeah. It's um, an element. There's no... no. Or an ally? Is it an, a is it an ally, or is it, like, straight-up metal? I don't know. I don't know. Either God way, damn it, now i got to look it up. Either way, there's no reason for pop star Trent Reznor to get it. No! What's he need tungsten for? He surely knows a guy. He surely has a tungsten guy. Yeah, it is an element. Unless he's trying to make me his tungsten guy. Chemical symbol W. Huh. W for wanker, if he carries this up. (laughs) Unbelievable. Well, I mean, that's... I'm I'm bringing it to Podsoy, Jonathan, because I'm just looking for your advice, because you're a psychoanalyst Mm -hmm. um, and a a forensic profiler for the FBI sometimes. Uh Uh, So I was just looking for your advice, but 
I guess we'll just I'll 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 write off the peanut thing for now unless he brings it up again. And I guess if he keeps this up, he probably listens to this show and is doing it for attention. So I'm going to imagine there'll be another Trent's text next week. <laughs> I look need forward to the hot new craze that everyone's talking about. People are talking about it. But they the are people who like the show anyway. They're saying, "Oh wow, they like it." It was the most popular Podtoid discussion on the Podtoid wiki, as voted for by the Podtoid wiki readers. Oh, yeah, there nice. were because we didn't actually have that many segments or features or anything last week because we. You know, we were tired, we were stressed, we were under duress. Um, so we didn't have any Willem Dafoe pitches or any, you know, wacky ideas or anything. So mm. there were just two options for last week's thing. Um, the weekly poll on the Potted Wiki was, what was the best bit this week? Trent Reznor's hilarious texts or Psy video game talk? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what... Um, 35 votes in favour of Trent Reznor and 9 in favour of the video games. Uh, wow, video games performed a lot better than I expected. Oh, they would. It was zero for a while, <laughs> and I was hoping it would stay, but some people have to be contrary Marys about it. So, But that was fun. I've been playing Lego City Undercover. Oh, on the Wii U? Yeah. What? How is it? I can't say. It's Undercover. People, <laughs> he, uh, some people, uh, Josh Thomas at the BitBlock, he's a big fan of yours, Jim, and he's done some great video content. He loves it. He won't stop talking about it. I don't know if he's reviewing it officially, so maybe he can just say whatever he wants. But he's like, this is the best game, best game of the year already. Like, very, very enthused. And I look at footage of it, and I'm like, oh, Grand Theft Auto, but Lego, don't want to play that at all. It's Even not Grand Theft Auto. Good. I'll say that much. Okay. It's, it's... I can't say much more. Um, it's... There's a lot... I mean, if you like the other Lego games, yeah. I would I would definitely pay attention to it. All right. I liked uh, Lego Batman. Good amount. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to the uh, Marvel Superheroes one. Looks pretty fun. I've been doing that. It's been a busy week playing some of that Dead Space 3 Awakened... The, the oh, DLC the scary expansion. one, right? Um, Makes it scary? It, they suddenly decided to make the co-op character likable. <laughs> it's almost like they, they, they replayed Dead Space 3 after they launched it and said, you know what, this guy needs a personality. We forgot the person... Fuck, we forgot the... Guys! Yeah, can you get some personality out of that box? <laughs> put some of that in the DLC, please. Thank you. And then went back to playing it. Is it more uh, horror-focused? Is it trying to scare you? They're definitely trying to be a lot more atmospheric and stuff. I don't want to mm. spoil it, but they're, they're, they're trying to bring back a lot of the creep factor of uh, the first game. Oh, cool. Because the first game had some great event horizon-y things and kind of people on the ship who were still alive and were just, you know, going Not mental. And, for long. Yeah. and they, they brought a lot of that atmosphere back to it. Um, I only had about an hour with it before I could, you know, before I had to go and record Podtoid, so... But I will be writing it up for Destructoid. But so far, looking good. Looking hopeful. I hope it'll be good. Cool. That sounds pretty positive. Yeah, It's interesting they actually just continued the story of Dead Space 3 rather than do like they did with Severed and did a side story with a new character. Like, it's back with Isaac and, and Carver, so... Hmm. Interesting. But... Yeah, yeah, so far I'm liking it. Uh, what else have I done? 
We've got Gears of War Judgment as well, but I can't talk about that either. That's enough. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty curious. I'm sure that. people are really wondering what that one's like. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm claimed... really excited, actually. And I, I don't think I've ever been excited for a uh, Gears of War game before. But I... What's different? Well, Tom Bissell's writing it. And that, that, that excites me. Uh, Tom Bissell is the uh, author of Why Video Games Matter. Uh, or it's a, Extra Lives, Why Video Games Matter. It's a book that came out in 2010. It's a really, really cool book. Um, and sort of discusses how, you know, the, the value of games and how they can impact our lives. And he had, uh, it had been originally been a series of essays that had been published around and collected later in, in this book. And one of them is about Gears of War and Cliff Blazinski. And uh, it was all around the development time of Gears of War 2. And so he's a guy who clearly has an awareness and an understanding of the subject matter. There's a great quote in there where, you know, he's just like, look, it's not deep. There's, you know, it's, it's systematically rich, but narratively kind of not that interesting. And so I'm really encouraged that he understands the, the, the challenges and subject matter of creating narrative focus in video games. Uh, and I'm dying to see what he brings to the table coming in and writing a game now. I wonder how much freedom they gave him, or how much they were like, we gotta stick with what the Gears fans like, we gotta stick with the Gears mythos, and just so, you know... Well, but I don't even know necessarily that he would think that it would need to go in some dramatically different direction, either, but it could just be refined and made better. Mm. I mean, it's not like Gears is terrible, it's a little cheesy. Uh, people slag off its campaign or say, oh, there was a campaign, but I always got into Gears of War for the story mode. Like, it's not a deep story, it's not a complex story. It is, however, decent, die-hard-esque viewing, you know, it's it's some nice, dumb, big, burly boys entertainment. Yeah, sure. I've never, you know, anticipated playing a Gears of War game, uh, and I, don't, I, I didn't even play 3 at all, ultimately. I just forgot about it. I guess I could do that. Yeah. Um, so it, it was never... But every time I've played them, I'm like, you know what? This is great. This is fun. I in, I'm enjoying it, and I'm not, like... I, I guess my expectations might have been pretty low, but I never never had a problem with the story at all. No, not at all. Um, good stuff. No, yeah. yeah. Good Chad Conselmo wrote about Gears of War 2 once with a lot of affection. That time you go inside of a giant worm. He, like, wrote... Giant worm! <laughs> yeah yeah so if chad likes it, it must be kind of good at least a little it doesn't get enough credit it, it, yeah that's the problem when you go into the big dumb shooter genre um you will never get credit for any good you do <laughs> the same with classic... call of duty that's written off yeah. as you know dumb dumb guns and america entertainment but it's really not gung-ho america jingoism uh, it just gets that reputation. Well, I think a weird classism kicks in where people want to say, oh, I don't want to sound like I'm just a stupid meathead that plays uh, the games that everyone else plays that aren't even that into video games. So I'm going to seem like I'm more legit by saying I don't like Call of Duty. And they forget that the storyline of Call of Duty, I've never thought, wow, that was totally meaningless. I've always thought, oh, they at least tried to, to have some... Uh, character dynamics and some question of whether you can trust authority and the whole no Russian thing was at least interesting. 
that yeah, wasn't they... something. Yeah, that's not like oh, that's proven seller. Just have a, a mission where you just watch innocent people get killed. That uh, that was a risk. It was an interesting one too. Yeah, they could have sat on their laurels and just served up real pointless drack. And I'm sure many people are now saying, "Oh, but they did." <laughs> but really, I. I... They take more risks than, than people think, at least narratively. They do things mm. other games don't, and I think they know they can do it because they're already at the top of the mountain and can get away with some things other games would be too scared to try. Uh, well, we were just talking about this uh, on Office Chat, which is going to go up a little later today, I guess, and um, like, we're trying to figure out how they could even screw up Call of Duty at this point. Mm. Like the competition is decimated, the sales numbers are ridiculous. Mm. Everybody else seems to think that there's no you know point in trying to take their market share. How do they fuck this up? Yeah, my my guess would be. Well, I mean, yeah. once upon a time, EA had Activision as a rival. How could it screw that up and look worse than Activision? <laughs> and then <laughs> that away. They've been playing tug of war in public opinion forever. You know, it's one of them's the villain this year. The other one will be the villain next year. Mm. Oh, yeah, it's had a good old run with the bull, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah it's going to be hard for them to. Uh, but yeah, I think Call of Duty probably isn't going to screw up so much as dry up. Eventually, one day it will just. Its time will have come and gone. Uh, My guess is it'll it'll either get boring because they do try to keep it fresh with new ideas. If they run out of ideas and people really do feel like they're playing the exact same game they did last year, or they tie in too many ugly business decisions and just squeeze the consumer too hard for money with like an hour long campaign and then pay ten more dollars for another hour, or, you know, online by the minute. You know, you get to play yeah. uh, it's a quarter per minute or something. Then well, they'll, they'll kill it. That's where I give Activision some credit. It's it, it's never felt tempted to do that. Yeah, they seem to know better than to kill the golden goose. I think what they I think it displays confidence. Really, it's a show of confidence. They're saying we don't need online passes. We don't need uh, microtransactions. We don't need to do Although, what the competition's you know, here- doing. These uh, new microtransactions in Call of Duty, I I have no problem with those whatsoever either. I can't see a reason why, like, the extra loadout slots. Like, Chris Carter, I guess, said something along the lines of, well, you know, they could have more options and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I guess. But I can't see that being that significant, that it would imbalance play. So here they found a way that they can get the people to pay a little bit more money and it's totally acceptable and but it's not infringing on anybody else's experience and that's it's, what i love about it they did all right with it yeah it's in it's more interesting than annoying yes. um it's still it's not something i'm gonna welcome with open arms i'm well, gonna be I'm looking gonna at it with squinting eyes and and be wary of it like a dog with a I don't know where that was going. Um, <laughs> like, if someone else wants to waste their money, that's their business, as far yeah, as I'm concerned. I would advise not doing it. Yeah. But, you know, if you do, that's that's on you. But, yeah, it's so far, Activision's shown a lot of confidence. Like, even when they went the subscription thing with Call of Duty Elite, like, it was still... It was all ancillary aesthetic stuff, really. All, all fluff. Which, if you're a 
massive obsessive fan i'm sure it's useful to it's what yeah that's meaningful to you. like paying for a fan club or whatever um and so far they've managed to i think it shows confidence like what like when dead space 3 came out with the microtransactions and the dlc and and the online pass and, and just all that stuff it looked it reeked of fear Mm-hmm. It reeks mm-hmm. of nervousness. I think it's it's it displays a lot more faith in your brand, uh, and makes the brand look a lot more solid to me. If you just come out with the game and say, "Here it is. People are going to buy it. They're not going to trade it in. Uh, this is our game, and it's awesome." That's what that's what that says to me. When you just put the game out, and if you know, before people think it's just about online, it's the same thing Bethesda does with their single player games. They put them out on the shelves and say, buy it, keep it. And a lot of people seem to be doing that. Yeah. Yeah, people I know still playing Skyrim. Hell, I'm still playing Skyrim. Even other games that I review are things that get in the way of Skyrim. (laughs) That's my attitude. I've been replaying it recently, actually. Uh, Getting into the smithing and stuff, which I don't normally do, but really enjoying the smithing. Oh, cool. Good stuff. I uh, I played a game I'll talk about briefly. Oh, do talk about it, Jonathan. Ridiculous Fishing. Oh it's my god, it's so good. You've played it too. Yeah. Are you reviewing it, Conrad? Somebody's got to review it. Somebody probably should. Um, Jim, who should review it? Me or Conrad? Can you get Conrad you to do it? You should. Uh, I don't have that much time. Neither do you. Can I do it justice? I'll try. I don't have an iPhone. I steal my wife's iPhone when she's... Yeah, sleeping. see, I'm in the same position. I my I have to use my wife's iPad. Ah, oh, that makes me feel a little better. Okay. Uh, do you want to talk about it, or should I, Conrad? No, go for it, please. It is deceptively simple. You figure, oh, there's nothing much to this, and, and I'm afraid that some people are going to buy it and think that it's too easy and boring and that nothing happens because uh, you truly choose how hard you want it to be and your skill um, will alter how hard of a time you have with it. The better you are at the game, the, the harder it gets. It's really, really smartly designed. So basically, you're a fisherman and you just throw out your hook and if you just want to catch a fish you just catch the first fish you want then you throw it up in the air and shoot it with a with a pistol and it explodes and then you get like two dollars but if you avoid that fish and keep going down with your hook there'll be more fish and if you dodge those fish there'll be more fish bigger fish more fish bigger fish and you have to it gets really hard to dodge all the fish it gets faster it gets more crowded um and the more fish that you dodge the more fish you'll be able to grab on your way back up. So let's say you go down 100 feet, you finally grab a a giant sea turtle, then your hook starts to come up through the water, and you can steer the hook to grab all the fish on the way up and end up with upwards into hundreds of fish on your line, and they all fly into the air, and you shoot them all with um, pistols or upgrade to shotgun, Uzi, multiple different guns um, in the game. So at first you're dodging fish and then you're exploding fish and cashing in and then buying more items, buying um, a little hat. And then you go on a weird in-game version of Twitter and talk to other fishermen who just love to tweet (laughs) out about how many fish you shot with a machine gun that day and then move to other areas. And um, it's got a weird... Uh, the appeal of Pokemon, 
you know, I love Pokemon a lot. Part of the appeal of Pokemon is every time you wander through the tall grass, you never know what you're going to see. And it's, it, it, it triggers the same parts of the brain that a slot machine would. Um, that anticipation of are you going to win and how much are you going to win and what exactly is going to come up. It uh, makes you feel like uh, anything could happen. Ridiculous Fishing does that, except in a way that doesn't feel like it's totally random. It's also your skill that determines exactly how interesting your game is. So it encourages you to do better and rarely punishes, uh, punishes you to... But um, for the most part, you never feel bad. It's just whether you feel very good or very, very good. So I, I can't recommend it enough. It's uh, so fun. It's not out yet. I think it's coming out tomorrow. But everyone with iPhone should just buy it. Yeah, I want to so play great. Ridiculous Fishing now. Dude, it's really good. But you actually really made it sound awesome. I'm, I'm going to have to check. It's out tomorrow, you say? I yeah, think so. Yeah, maybe you should just review it, Jim. Oh, I really I can't afford to add anything more at the moment. <laughs> well, I'll do my best to steal my wife's phone and uh, and get through it. Cause it has so a delightful better. way of scaling, too. Yeah, yeah. The, I was trying uh, to describe that. Well, I mean, because you, you go... Basically, the... the the system is you go fishing, you shoot fish, you get money, you go to the store and you buy more shit. And so the things you can buy, you can increase the length of your, your line, which then, mm -hmm. of course, gives you more profit opportunities. And then there's the guns. But the lures all have their own abilities. And there's like one that turns your lure into a chainsaw. And you can just drill through fish on your way right. down. To, to keep uh, going down. For, <laughs> but it runs out of gas. And then you can yeah, buy more gas. A, and there's a toaster that goes on your line, and it'll shock the first fish that your line runs into, giving you a second chance. And so all these little additions just, over time, increase your, your potential. But you still have to have the skill to play at that potential. It, it's very, very smartly designed. And cute and bright and Oh, yeah, funny. the graphics are beautiful. It's, a, it's abstract, but it's not pixel art. It's like a weird angular cubist art of the fish and the characters and the music is is really uh, what's a word you can use besides quirky because that word's kind of yucky to me um it's fun and strange combo that's just what quirky means i guess a little bouncy yeah at times absolutely yeah. if that could be jeez we maybe we should take a clip of that and turn that into a video review because we should do video reviews now? What are you guys going to do? This? Let's not talk about that right now. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. No, it, we're, no, I'm not upset. It's just something that we're behind schedule on, and I don't really want... I don't want to promise something. So <laughs> Okay. Well, that'll be fun if we do video reviews some days, guys. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. It's, a, it's a thing. It's it a, is. It's a thing. It's, oh, it's all about getting ducks in a row before I can even... Yeah, think about it. It's oh, too much going on. So much stuff in our lives. Yeah. Yeah. I'd have more time to do video reviews if I weren't busy reviewing. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Oh well, the summer drought's coming. Yeah, yeah true. I yeah. should do questions, I suppose, too. Yeah, let's idea. do a let's do a few because I I want to get done. It's getting very warm in the office. Oh, and I've yeah. still got work to do. I've got to proof my Lego undercover and get video uploaded and all kinds of stuff. I'll do my best. I forgot. I was lying down, getting confused. Did my sound ever improve? Yeah. Yeah. You. You. you I think you, you. You died a tiny bit during your ridiculous fishing talk, but it was. Oh, really? Yeah, there was a little gap. In yeah, there, so. but we. Oh. I don't think it was right, anything that's... major. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. We got the we got the idea. Yeah. yeah. My my fun. Destructoid shirt arrived today. What's that? One of those shirts from the Destructoid store on um, Shark Robot. Shark Robot. Right? Oh, yeah. 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 I, I thought there'd be a Destructoid like anything indicating it was a Destructoid shirt on it, but there isn't. <laughs> it's the the Metal Gear one. The oh, yeah, that's a nice shirt. Metal Gear Rex and an actual little cobra with a uh, exclamation mark above its head. It's a very cute shirt, very stylishly done and red and black, so look good wearing it on, say, Jim Position or something. But... Yeah, I was expecting like Destructoid.com or something on the back, but there's no indication it's a Detroit shirt. I think the next one I get, I will have to get an actual Destructoid themed one because I've never had one. Yeah, I don't think I ever had. Any. I've I've seen them around. We had them at the HQ in San Francisco. Um, there was always that famous ever... one, the the famous also Cox one with the Mister Destructoid stood there. Never had one of those, but I'm gonna get. I want that. What's it? The, the Transformers logo where they made it look like an Autobot sigil. Oh, yeah. That was the newer one. That was Detroit. pretty cool. Yeah, that looks good. I get Let's, that. And you yep. can get some great shirts too, listeners, by going to sharkrobots.com probably and just look for the Destructoid store, you fools. <laughs> you sounded so not mad at them when you said that. <laughs> you know, I forgot there was a Pope thing. And people are asking about. Oh, oh yeah, there con- is a pope. Well, that's a bit conceited of you, Jonathan, bringing it up just because you're the new pope now. I am not freaky Constantina, <laughs> who is a Twitter person. It's not a Twitter know- person. It's you. <laughs> it's it's not. It's Twitter person. You are t- con- Jonathan. Yeah. You are freaky Constantina. You are the spirit of the party. That's another name for you. Jonathan Holmes, the spirit of the party. I am so lousy at parties. I <sighs> just want to go home immediately. Jonathan, do you want to know something? Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that song's almost 10 years old, which is weird. So Freaky Constantina asks, what does Jim Sterling think of me becoming Pope? Would you want Freaky Constantina to be Pope? Well, I mean, Jim. since you are Freaky Constantina and since you are the Pope... That's my dream come true. Done and done. Yeah. <laughs> Another man with a red hat who said I was strange recently. Uh, his name is Ryan. Rye Clegg on Twitter wants to know which hero or villain we would elect as Pope from video games. Video game Pope. Probably um, probably Liquid Snake. Just to you hear him talk. Pope. Yeah. I don't know why people care about the Pope. I'm confused about it. They're well, not because Catholic. he has a direct line of communication with God. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll care the day like the smoke billows up and the curtains rise and then a gay black woman steps out in the papal robes. Then I'll care. Until then, it's just the same old man you know, just coming out. At least it's not a European white guy. Oh yeah, what? Well, who's Frankie now? Uh, Brazilian or Brazilian, Argentinian, yeah. or Argentinian? Or, one of those? Yeah. I don't know. He was from our. He was progress, a, guys. Grabbed him. Yeah. I believe in change. Yes, we can. We got <laughs> our Brazilian Pope Frank. I so don't care. I so yeah. I so like... what? Why? What? Why mm-hmm. are we pretending that it's relevant? To me, it's like if. Everywhere in the news, and everyone was just like, you know that country store? New ownership. 
Well, now I mean, it's... it's another guy selling jelly beans and be like, so I don't even go to that store. That good for you, guy. But why is everyone talking? Well, here's here's why. Because it would be like you know the prime minister of Britain changing or the president of the United States changing. Except this is something that happens maybe every forty, fifty years. So possibly more significant. Country? Effectively, They're I just, mean, if the Pope does, the if the Pope says it, they are supposed to do it. But he's just going to say all the stuff that he thinks he should say, like the other popes did. He's just going to do what the rest of them do and just say, he's fucked too many kids in that town, move him on. Yeah, but don't you want to make sure that that guy's going to, you know, stay the course and not make things worse? I don't know. I guess I, uh, maybe I should look more into it, but I, I believe just assumed... one of the cardinals or someone said, this pope's indicating that it's not going to be business as usual. Which... <laughs> I'm instantly thinking he that one knows how to clear an internet cache. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, right now, right now, the priesthood are just screwing children, okay? But they they could expand that. Oh, they could move okay. on to adults. Then we're all in trouble. Exactly. So you you want to make sure that they're just going to keep it to kids. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You got him. <laughs> oh, God. And it's worse coming from you. It's <laughs> yeah. so unexpected. It's got more bite, for yeah. sure. Brilliant. Okay, so that's that's the Pope covered. Yes, we haven't got any new Pope questions in yet. Um, huh. Stay tuned to Podtoid for all your Pope <laughs> papal news. Pope-toid, as it were. That's what this episode uh, is. It's the Pope special. Now it is. <laughs> yep. That was special. To celebrate Jonathan Holmes becoming Pope. What's what's your Pope name going to be? I think uh, it's Pope Spunky the First. Spunky? Spunky Biscuits. <laughs> Pope Spunky Biscuits. <laughs> they would have to just go along with it, I guess. Yeah. Right? Please say it out loud. Pope Spunky Biscuits? Yo, it almost seems worth it. To spend your entire life, like, in supplication to this organization, rising through the ranks, working hard, doing the politics, to get into a position where you could name yourself <laughs> Spunky Biscuits. Hope and Spunky. nobody would be able to do shit about it, because yeah. you are next in line to God. Yeah, ex- ex- excuse me, who did God choose? You? You can call yourself Francis or Benedict or whatever you want. I'm Spunky Biscuits. <laughs> That was Jesus' idea, not yours. Oh, dear. They got a fuckload of gold, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they keep the gold. Yeah, they, they keep they the gold stuff. while asking for fundraisers. Good racket. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is never monkey ass. Let's set up a Kickstarter next. That people are That'll asking the next about one. Kickstarter, actually. The post-Kickstarter. Well, they collect taxes. I mean, how are they not a country? Uh, I don't know. Who lives there? In they live everywhere, but their capital is seated at the Vatican. Right. They're a but... country with no land. The the sneakiest country of them all. <laughs> they can infiltrate all of us. Yeah. A bit uh, of except the Middle East. next door. Yeah, except the Middle East. <laughs> so yeah. we're all living in public. Look at us trying to do current affairs. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, Trent Reznor's got a tweet for you. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Pisodat BBQ is um, Trent's Twitter handle. 
says, get him to save me a piece of that spicy BBQ. Trent's BBQ fan, Reznor. <laughs> it's a question for you, Jim. It's got a picture of what looks like Trent Reznor eating barbecue. Eating barbecue. The, the Twitter header is a whole bunch of assorted meats as well. Oh, you've seen this. Yeah. yeah. I, For the purposes of me being allowed to continue talking about him on Podtoid, I cannot say that Twitter account belongs to the real Trent Reznor. <laughs> I can't say it doesn't. But I will, I will say that for who, the benefit of whoever's running it, the tweets I get sent from that account make me laugh a lot. Oh, good. That's fun. It's believable. I thought it was real for a second. Um, oh, so many questions came in. I, I wish I knew which ones you guys wanted to answer. I just have to guess. Uh, Carrie and D thinks, do you think, or he asks, do you think big publishers will end up kickstarting riskier games? Kind of like how essentially the WB is doing with Veronica Mars. The WB is kickstarting a Veronica Mars movie. What? I can't yeah. believe that. I saw that was a million in a Nick day. Chester. Yeah, yeah. People want that Veronica Mars movie. But a million isn't going to cut it. No. They, they, they need a lot more than that for a Veronica Mars movie. I'm honestly, it's going to. Didn't EA at one point do some kind of weird fundraiser thing? I don't think it gained much traction, but they were, there was some talk of it. But I wouldn't be surprised to see one day a Kickstarter for Dead Space or something crop up. Do you think that they would be upfront about it, or do you think they would just like ask me or some other guy, like, hey, kickstart this, don't tell anybody, we're not going to put anything in paper, um, get the money, then we'll give you even more money, and then publish it. Because... Um, Vander uh, Caballero, who was on Subhomes a couple weeks ago, did Papo and Yo. That's kind of what he did. He got grant money, and then after he had some money, Sony was like, oh, well, you've already got some money. Then we don't have, need to give you as much, and we have more confidence in your product that you're able to get all this grant money on your own. And then he got to make, um, I think that, that game cost um, a million and a half dollars or something, which he never could have done with just grant money or just Sony. So yeah. Could I don't know, it's, it's getting murkier and murkier. There was one, mm. I think it was the... Was it Black Isle or someone, some studio, were like, give us some money now so that we can get money from other people later. It's all <laughs> kinds of weird things. It was like, we don't have a studio now, but if you give us some money, we will make a studio, and then we might do a game after that. All kinds Which of weird shit. Which they will shit. also kickstart. Yeah. It's like it's basically Kickstarters for Kickstarters. We're we're running the risk of heading into now. Mm. But I'm hearing about all sorts of interesting games that that I had interest in, and then it's like, oh, we're doing Kickstarter, and I'm like, that mm. well is drying fast. And yeah. as soon as I hear you're doing Kickstarter, I've started to lose faith in you making a game. If <laughs> if if you end up going that route and you pin all your hopes and dreams on that, mm. it's yeah. I think anyone going hell for leather into it now might be dipping their toe in the water a bit too late. But we'll see. I have backed one Kickstarter, and that's it. Which um, one? Shadowrun Returns. Ah, and someone I mean, was asking about that, too. That's in um, a big way. It, for a lot of reasons, that's that's nostalgic. I mean, ah, you know, yeah. I, I make no argument there. It's the people who, you know, the original guy who wrote one of my favorite settings ever, wanting to make another product in that setting. You know, that's worth $100 to me. I will segue into a question about that game from Noah 
Carden, who's Cayman Otaku on Twitter. He wants to know what your thoughts are on the Shadowrun Returns footage. Have you seen it? Because I haven't. Uh, I watched. Um, I think if I if I'm thinking of the same video that they are, um, Hairbrain Schemes published a, um, I guess I don't know, maybe 15, 20 minutes uh, of gameplay footage with um, Jordan Weissman, the uh, creator of Shadowrun, and Mitch Gittleman, who's the producer on uh, one of the producers in the game, or the money. The purse string holder, the guy who's making sure they don't go over budget, the producer, I, I guess you would call him. Uh, anyway, they, they were talking about the systems, and, and I, think it, I think it looks great. It's very complex. Um, when I look at RPG games, um, particularly, you know, like, like Shadowrun, and I'm thinking like, you know, pen and paper games, I think of them from a game master's perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and where Shadowrun Returns is concerned, they're going to be giving the mission building tools as part of the game and so i look at how i'm looking at at how they are implementing all of these like little social systems and the way uh the magic system is working which is pretty much the way it works in the original game and and all of it and it, it gets me very very excited uh for the idea of making my own stories and putting them in there and uh i think i think it's gonna be a great great game but Limited audience, and I'm glad that uh, they went the Kickstarter route, that they got the funding from that limited audience, because it's not something I think that's going to have really mass appeal. It's a isometric, you know, turn-based combat uh, game with a lot of complexity and intrigue, but I think that the day of that game went away a long time ago, and uh, it's going to be one of those things that word of mouth will sell and so forth. Uh, so the fact that it exists at all is great. Yeah. I wonder if the Fire Emblem... People love that Fire Emblem. That's isometric turn-based. Yeah. Yeah. This, well, I mean, this is... Yeah, it's pretty different, too. I yeah. mean, Fire Emblem is a straight-up high fantasy, whereas uh, Shadowrun is cyberpunk with a little bit of fantasy sprinkled into it. Yeah. Um, Indeed. Interesting um, stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Slow Holmes is really desperate to get his questions answered. Let's answer them fast. Uh, what would you like to see Nintendo do with Metroid, he said in all caps. And also... Finger it! <laughs> what would you do with a million dollars? Finger it! To use for something Podtoid related. I think Me- uh, Metroid should go back to just a really, really huge 2D exploration world. I wouldn't mind seeing the Mega Man 9 again. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, just Super do what games. they did there. Just like go totally back to basics. Yeah. To like the Super Nintendo, like Super Metroid basics or Metroid basics. Hyper because... Roar, I think. Mm. It yeah. would be very interesting if they went all the way back to NES. It would be. Oh god, that was my Britishness coming through. People don't say <laughs> NES in America, do they? Uh, yeah. It was always NES and SNES growing up as a Brit, but it. I, I've not said that in years. I, since coming here, I've always defaulted to SNES, but God, that was ah oh, weird Vietnam flashback. But living in Britain instead of Vietnam. <laughs> and for uh, if we had a million dollars of Podtoid money, I would want to pay someone really good at making video games to make a really fun Podtoid game. Uh, Mick Pixel uh, creator Sosowski, I didn't say his name right. He comes to mind immediately. He'd make a fun game. Blambeer would make a fun Podtoid game. Uh, Way Forward would make a fun pod toy game. A lot of people would. So if I had good. the money, 
Yeah. That's a great idea, Jonathan. Uh, but I want an idea that will last a lifetime. I want an idea that will... Yes, way yeah? longer. It will be my mark on society. Uh-huh. I'd pay Willem Dafoe to drink a glass of milk and go, I'm drinking my fucking milk! <laughs> Million dollars well spent. Damn right. I wonder that, how much that would cost. That will be a monument to mankind. <laughs> Uh, did you want to answer that one? Those those ones, Conrad. Um, they want to cut you yeah, off. Yeah, if there. I had a million dollars, I would um, put it in an IRA. <laughs> that's that's what I. Yeah, you are staying within the parameters of who you are by saying yeah. that, which is good. Uh, this might be too big of a question, but no, I'll do no. it anyway because who knows? Never mind. Well, the fact of the matter is, is that you can only really put like uh, there's a cap as to how much you can put into an IRA annually. So I'd probably, you know, I'd probably put some into some mutual funds. I don't know. I'm not really comfortable with the way the market is right now. Like maybe buy some land. Uh, silver is uh, <laughs> rising, though. That's don't buy gold. There's a gold bubble about to happen, but silver may not be a bad metal to invest in. Uh, yeah, I've been hearing that for years. Certainly, do not invest in tungsten. <laughs> CDs? Buy those? <laughs> yes, let's buy all the CDs. Buy some CDs. Because the uh, idea is, if the, CD, if the CD as a format is dying, it'll be we'll, we'll have all the last ones. Yeah. Get them, <laughs> buy, buy low, sell high. Another man asked, his name is NeverMonkey on Twitter, where do you draw the line between objectifying a woman and lustfully... Why do they come to us for these... <laughs> Anyway, where where do you draw the line? I guess so. Uh, Where do you draw the line between objectifying a woman and lustfully admiring her beauty? Question. The moment you open your mouth. (laughs) Surely the latter is only human? Question mark. It's true. Lust is human, but once you stop viewing the person you're lusting after as someone who is experiencing life with the same importance that you are, and their feelings and thoughts and everything. Yeah, once you stop caring how they experience life and only caring about how much you want to rub their body, that's when you get in trouble. So always care about them more than your own yeah. horniness. And another, another good like point where you can tell mm-hmm. is if you start getting like coffee beans and p- trying to put it in her ear <laughs> and expecting coffee to just come out of her mouth. Yeah, you shouldn't expect that. Don't do that to women. <laughs> you goddamn MRAs. Forty-two questions came. Yeah, in. I think I think it's okay Since to the... have have uh, to lust um, after someone. It only becomes objectification the moment you express that in any way, shape, or form. So just keep those feelings bottled up deep inside and push them down like a normal human being. Push them down. Push them oh. way Live down. Live life desperately and lost and lonely and confused. Yes. That's it's how really I the only everyone. way to be sure. Everyone should be like me. So people keep saying I'm the next pope. What? Did you already <laughs> announce this, Jim? Because <laughs> no. everyone's like, "Oh, congratulations! I'm becoming the new pope, Jonathan." It's a bad. It's, this is a bad. Uh, a bad sign. This means really? the show has become predictable. I, I guess so. Well, just, or they're just really irrelevant. I mean, that was the point of it anyway. I mean, just uh, like any noble cause, like a charity. Who looking for a cure for a disease, or you know, an organisation that wants to stop um, human trafficking? The goal of any kind of organisation like that should be to put itself out of business. 
Uh, and Podtoid is in the same vein as those organisations, in that the end goal is eventually we won't be needed anymore because you'll all be doing it yourselves uh, and, and the world will be governing itself and, and policing itself and congratulating Jonathan Holmes for anyone's achievement in life. Uh, so it is with a humble heart that this will be the last pod toy we ever record. It's over? No. <laughs> I don't care if it's the same thing every week. It makes me happy. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Uh, this will probably be the last one, unless you guys want to do more. It's up to you, but I'm guessing it'll be uh, Frank Margelia, who is Gem on Twitter, asks, How is Jim's novel going? Did he ever let the slit... What? Will he ever let slip its plot summary? No. no? Are you still working on the novel? No. Are you gonna I've again? Still, I've still got the novel, but unfortunately... Like a million and a half projects have taken precedence. Yeah. Um, that was always that was always a long term thing I was doing in my spare time. Like I never had an end goal for it. It was just something to occupy my mind. And you know, I'd have I've got it all laid out in my head. But unfortunately, I don't have the spare time to stick around with it. Um, but that doesn't mean I've not got some ambitious uh, projects in fiction and nonfiction in the works. That's fun. So some something is happening. It's at the end of the show. I talk worse and worse. Uh, did you want to do more questions, or should we wrap it up with our things? Um, let's do one more. Okay. Um, let's see. Make it a good kind one. of a strange question. Yeah. Okay. I'll I'll try. The future depends on you. Tremulant asks, can you be a progressive feminist against the objectification? Why is everyone asking us? Why are we the arbiters of this? <laughs> yeah. Can you be a progressive feminist against the objectification of women and still enjoy and watch pornography? Asks Tremulant underscore. As long as you never ever express it and keep it all welled up <laughs> deep inside, it's okay. That's my. That's, this is my new strategy. This is my new strategy. The way we're going to solve this problem is by nobody ever talking about it ever, ever again. <laughs> yeah. Just, I don't uh, know. I mean, to me, objectification... For me. That's how we're going to solve this problem for me. I think Stop that's that. the way to do it. Objectification <laughs> is just your dirty, disgusting little secret. And you know you are disgusting. And so long as you're comfortable in that, I think we'll be okay. Some people say that when women want to express themselves sexually and not be repressed and they ask a man or a woman or whoever to appreciate it, then then it's okay as long as it's it's asked for. It's and not. It's not okay. <laughs> I do, and then other people say that uh, simply by taking on that mental attitude this? and that perspective. Who says this? Who says what? Who says this? This thing that you're saying. Who says it? Which one? The second one or the first one? The second one. Uh, the second one that I hadn't finished saying yet was said by a girl I knew whose name I won't repeat because she stalked me and wrote a ten-page rhyming poem about how much she loved me. And that was trouble. This is so, even better. Okay, sorry. Yeah, she did write it, and she gave it to me at a McDonald's and was like, read this now. <laughs> and it's like, Jonathan Holmes, always on my mind thinking about you and all the things we will find. And I'm like, this is really... And then it just goes on like that. And I'm like, whoa, I don't know if we should talk that much. 
<laughs> she did some stuff that night. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> I was talking about feminism, guys, and how that particular... Post- I, I, I'm more interested in McDonald's poetry. <laughs> yeah, maybe next time. The show's almost over. I yeah, can't get into a I big know. story about my 10-page rhyming poem, Stalker. Now. Not now. I'll talk about feminism later, too. We did uh, it, guys. I don't know why we're the... Like you say. Yeah. Like we're now the arbiters of this. I, it seems weird to me. I, I, I think I speak for us all when I say we're... we're we're pretty clueless and frightened individuals. We have no answers, and we're afraid of this. Yeah, I uh, just try and be good. Yeah, we just don't want. We, we just want to be left alone. I want to be a good person. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and anything I will say on this subject will make me a bad person to someone. Yeah, that's the thing. But we are, to in some people's minds, mature. Uh, well thought out we th- we think out our uh perspectives we are okay with the wrong <laughs> we've uh we've reviewed their favorite video games so we know what we're talking about That's when it comes to sexism can we not go back to contributes <laughs> did i say that simpler no. times happier yeah, times cummier times Oh, I thought you said contributes, but you said contributes. That's what I said earlier, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I still... Is that a real thing, or are you just making that up? I'll show you some videos. No. Not of I don't me, know how you would. Of anonymous strangers. Oh, that's not weird. On, on X-Hamster. <laughs> X-Hamster? Yes. Is that a website? Oh, yes, it is. Oh, God. Is it a .org, or...? <laughs> Look it up when you're next in the office. I don't know if I will. Uh, show your friends. I don't. <laughs> I shouldn't. If it's what are you bad. doing this week, Jonathan? Oh, we just posted the rerun of Last Sunday Subholms with Aaron Robinson. At least I think we did. We did. Should be up. Oh, good. Uh, it's on iTunes. It's on YouTube. It was a really interesting conversation. I'm really flattered that Aaron took the time out of her very busy schedule to take a chance on being on weird show and she was very interesting she uh she's taught in sweden they were just like go to sweden and she didn't even know what kind of currency they use there she's like okay guess i'm going to sweden and taught uh 50 odd college students how to develop games and this is off of uh just learning how to make games herself with adventure game studio i think it's called um the kind of do-it-yourself, adventure game, point-and-click dev kit. And now she's making a game called Gravity Ghost, which is going to come out this year, and it's got hand-drawn graphics. It's a terraforming 2D platformer. It looks really fun. So she was great. She reminds me of that woman who's on Mad Men, except, like, brilliant, and thinks about video games all the time. What's her name again? Red-haired McGee or something? And this Sunday we have Edmund McMillan on... Um, oh my gosh, finally, yeah. that's right. I, I got an email to remind him. He's going to get out of bed before two. He might. <laughs> he said he would. He might change his mind, but he really wants to talk about eugenics. And I'm going to ask him about Super Meat Boy The Game, which he announced, I think, last April for iDevices. I haven't seen anything about that but i want to know if that still exists and also binding of isaac rebirth we haven't heard anything about it in a little bit i want to see if it's coming out uh on all the consoles i want it on which is like all the consoles uh so that'll be fun edmund mcmillan of team meat 
and uh, that other company. What was that other one we made Gish with? He's been making games for a long time. He also made, uh, I think he made an animated condom commercial with real penis uh, at some point. Speaking of which, we just posted a art blog on Destructoid showing off a lot of the production art and finished art from Teenage Pokemon, which just wrapped its first very short season. Um, and there is a penis in there, I think, or at least a bulge. And it's poking into Jim as Ditto with the sunglasses on. It's a very cute. I picture. like how it's not Ditto anymore. It Jim's is Jim as Ditto. It is the point. It, it it's it's you. It's, it's <laughs> that Ditto. And that Ditto might be on a T-shirt. Someone's designing T-shirts. Actually, my understanding is um, there are already ten out in the wild. A man. Uh, he's Muck You on Twitter. He got a screen printer and made 10 Ditto's Gotta Have a T-shirt. I saw a photo of one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a thing that might happen. That's fun. Uh, We might even sell some shirts based on the series on Destructoid. So there'll be a post about that later if that's going to happen. And of course, please watch the last episode of Teenage Pokemon Season 1. It's called Pack Special. It is the one I think is the best. It's moved some people to tears. Believe it or not, unless they're lying to me, which would be a weird lie. Um, but they weren't even addressing me directly. They're just commenting about it on YouTube, and they're like, I seriously teared up at part of that. So, yeah, it's a weird show. Maybe you'll See, like it. I, I teared up at the, the, the Ditto one. <laughs> <laughs> I just got an email from uh, Sean Velasco of um, Yacht Club Games, who's making video games that I think are great. And he's like, dude... Jim Sterling is ditto. I peed. <laughs> like, you are making something good. Why are you watching Jim Sterling is ditto and peeing? But um, he did. <laughs> so yeah, people are watching that. That's weird. Thank you for watching it, uh, everyone who did. And if you haven't seen it yet, just please check it out for me. I want to make more. We're, we're talking to Machinima next week. And the more views we get, the more chances uh, yeah. we'll have him making more. And we'll have big plans. Yeah? Get you? Who's their new guy there? Because you said there's a new content. You don't have to talk to me about him because I've had an idea for a show that would probably work best there. It's all location, these video things. Some things work best on Detroit, some on the Escapers, some on Machinima, some elsewhere. I'll be talking It's all a risk. I will, uh, I will bring that up with the guy. We have a phone conference. Um, yeah, season two of Teenage Pokemon. If we can make it, I have things planned. Max Scoville and Anthony Carboni and maybe even Adam Sessler are going to get involved. Really much bigger stuff. Like the first season I played it a little bit safe and this season I'm just going to go balls out because it'll probably be my last season. So might as well try. Uh, anyway, that's uh, enough out of me. What about you guys? You uh, got a new episode of Office Chat that'll be going up here shortly. It's, uh, in it we talk about the uh, Bros Before Hosts thing a bit. Uh, and that whole mess, and uh, we talk about... Uh, I don't even remember. I'm going to have to actually watch it to remember what we talked about. So, uh, But that's going on. Uh, Destructoid, probably about the same time this hits. And uh, there's a new uh, question video where people responded to uh, the question is whether or not DRM is a factor that you consider when you're buying games. Um, interesting that uh, you know uh, the, the commenters on that a lot of them, a lot more people said that they really do think about it than I expected. Mm. 
And, and it's nice to see that that is a consideration. I, I don't think it's stopping that many people from actually buying the games uh, when it's intrusive and bad. But uh, at least you're thinking about it, and that's something. And so you can hear what uh, some of the other Destructoid staff people had to say about that in that video. Um, and that, I think that's, that's it right now for me. I got a couple of things that I'm still cooking up and, uh, and, oh gosh, we don't have time to do my Willem Dafoe movie pitch. Shucks, we'll have to save it for next oh, week. This is totally yeah. not because I wasn't prepared. <laughs> I just love that you would even imagine needing to be prepared for Bob's I, I do, I do, because I'm not as quick on the uptake sometimes as you are. And so I like to have a plan going in. And like the, the couple of things I have are just stupid enough to make a Willem Dafoe movie pitch out of, but it needs a, needs one more element. Ah. So, yeah. Well, look forward to that next week. There you go. I'm going to build it up even more, so it can <laughs> be even more of a crushing disappointment when we finally do it. That's how Pottoid works. Um, what have I done? Uh, over on Destructor.com, I wrote an article called God of War Bros Before Hose which uh, was all about that whole thing, uh, the Bros Before Hose trophy and God of War, but more importantly, talking about the impact that trophies and achievements can have on gameplay and presentation, and also the presentation of, of heroes and anti-heroes with dubious morals and, and stuff. And I thought it was quite an interesting little article. It was some stuff that's been on my mind for a while, and this was a good venue for it. Um, so I know some people just wrote the whole thing of oh just a dumb controversy, but even in no no matter how dumb you think a controversy is, I like to think there's there's always non dumb stuff you can learn from it. Mm. So you know they, it's not always worth your time to just ignore stuff. Oh, yeah, um, well, my problem with the controversy was never that the controversy happened. I was fine with that. It was the manner in which we came to the conclusion that this was misogynistic. Like it just didn't. It did, yeah, I'm fine with people pointing out that it's misogynistic, but getting the like particulars of the information wrong really bugged me. I don't know why that's such a big deal to me. Well, you are in a, a detail focused. This is why you're good at your job. You're you the can't... man that plans for Podtoid. That's true. I think that explains yeah. it. <laughs> fair, fair point. Uh, right. but that's that. Um, also, this week coming up. If you listen to us on iTunes the day we upload this, then it'll be tomorrow morning. But if you're one of the guys that listen to it on Thursday, it will be today. Uh, the Lego City Undercover review will be up. Uh, so that's Thursday, March 14th. Uh, review for Lego City Undercover. Uh, I think that's all I really did on Destructoid this week. Uh, I've been doing a lot of review stuff behind the scenes for next week and whatnot. Um, over on the Escapist, uh, escapistmagazine.com, uh, my new Jimquisition was up. It's simply called Sim Shitty. Uh, it's proving itself to be probably my second most popular video I've done next to the uh, Bud Dwyer episode. Um, a lot of people liked that one. So thank you for people that, that watch Jimquisition and, and share that and everything. Almost at the 100th episode of that. I'm getting all of my things in preparation for a new look and a new thing. Nothing majorly dramatic, but... Some interesting stuff. Uh, and also Movie Defense Force will be out this week. That's another escapist show I do. Uh, defending an Uwe Boll film. Um, when I teased that on Twitter, I had a lot of people already angry at me. <laughs> I watched for, Blood for Rain that. last night. Yeah? What do you think? Fair enough. <laughs> 